Hello and welcome to the Care It Out Sleep Show, a podcast for tired parents who are searching for a bit more sleep the caring way. I'm your host, Kerry Secker, infant sleep consultant, founder of my unique sleep approach, Care It Out, and your caring sleep supporter. I really hope you'll join me on my mission to get small to settle night's sleep without the tears, training, or techniques. I love talking about sleep and I can't wait to share my sleep subjects with you. My approach to getting you more sleep is simple, straightforward, but above all, it's got to make sense and feel best for you. Ready to get more sleep? Then let's get started. Hi, Kerry. Thank you for having me on today. So my name's Sean Aldis and I'm the founder of No Milk Like Mamas and I offer um, specialist breastfeeding and gentle sleep support. I'm an IBCLC, which stands for International Board Certified Lactation Consultant. Um, and the ethos around what I do is really supporting parents to make informed choices and feel really confident in those decisions um, and really encouraging parents to trust those instincts and put love and connection at the forefront of everything that you do. And yeah, we've got quite a big team of us now offering breastfeeding support locally to me in Norfolk and Suffolk. And then we offer um, online support with both infant feeding and gentle sleep support and I always say to um, my clients you know I can't tell them what to do with their child because often I've never met their child especially when I'm talking mm-hmm. to people online and not face to face um so you know what my role is is to discuss with them what I can see clearly perhaps interpreting a sleep diary or what have you um that can make some changes or you know if parents are very clear about what their goals are what my suggestions would be but it has to 100% be led by those, um, you know, parental instincts. And if anything at any point feels uncomfortable or if anything doesn't kind of align with them, then absolutely just back it off. And then we try something new or, you know, they, they go with what works for them and their family. So floor beds can be as basic as a mattress on the floor, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, a lot of people get, you know, thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to build this particular special bed and you can get fancy floor beds, but ultimately it really is a bed on the floor. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Yeah. So for, I'll give you an example for the floor bed that I use currently with my child. Um, it's, I think, an Ikea, um, very cheap kind of um, um, setup, really, that um, the, you've got the Ikea base, which I don't know how much it was, but it wasn't expensive. And then the mattress goes on top of that. So there's a tiny little gap there, obviously, from the floor itself. So that's going to help with the air circulating. Um, and then I've got um, actually um, bolted onto it a bed guard, like a, a bed guard alongside it. So that's a really simple floor bed, okay, that doesn't cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can go for something. If you look at something like Montessori stuff, you can often find some really beautiful floor beds that have got, some of them have got kind of bars all the way around. So the babies can't kind of roll off it. Um, and yeah, and like I said, other people just use a mattress on the floor. So yeah, it really is that simple. <laughs> really, floor beds can be used by anybody. Um, and in our culture, we definitely have babies in cots a lot in the in our culture and um, but actually if we looked around the world the majority of babies are sleeping um on you know on the floor or with parents in this kind of arrangement um so really they're for whoever whoever wants to use them that's the truth they are for anybody who feels like it's going to be right for them and I think that's what we're going to discuss a bit more the benefits of them and why they might work for you yeah um I find them a really great thing to use it so if you are using cot your baby and it's not working for them then this is definitely a great alternative or for yeah. some some um, some parents they might just go straight to the floor bed once they realize you know some of the benefits of them um 
rather than going into a cot. So again, yeah. it, is, it is very individual though. Yeah, and that's so if we look at different cultures around the world, then you know, some cultures they literally, you know, all the beds are on the floor and that is how they sleep. Um, and I think what works really well, I'm um, thinking about, you know, who is a floor bed for, if you've got a child that is really struggling to settle in their cot, especially when I work with people whose babies are a little bit older, maybe kind of nine months plus, maybe starting to pull themselves up and move around more. Um, if the child is really struggling with the cot, I would say to parents, you know, should we really spend two, three months doing all of this? Because pretend, like, if, for example, it's going to take that long if you have a child that's very, very resistant. Um, for potentially this child is then being able to climb out of it. What age can a floor bed be used? I mean, from newborn, really, as long as it's a safe sleep surface, it's absolutely fine. There's no reason that a floor bed can't be um, used in the same way that you would use a Moses basket or a sidecar sleeper. Um, so really from any age. Um, I think the sidecar sleeper works really nicely though, like with the tinies, especially if mom's recovering from birth and things like that, you don't necessarily want to be getting up and down off the floor yourself yeah. as a parent. Um, if you know, if your if your bed is raised normally. Um, but really it can be used for a newborn um within obviously the same sleep space because babies should be in the same sleep space um in, in terms of the room with their parent up to six months. Yeah. But yeah, so it can be used, like I say, from, from newborn really. I think that it works particularly well. Like if you've had a baby in a side class sleep or in a room next uh, with you, sorry, in a Moses basket or something like that, then from that kind of six months onwards age, then they can work really, really well if you're trying to gently transition baby further away from you. Yeah. Or if you've just outgrown your current setup as well. You've got a real, um, obviously, that kind of closeness when you're in a floor bed. What you can do is get very, very close to your child. There are no bars between you. So you don't have that, uh, you know, stopping you from, from touching and cuddling and all the rest of it. So it, it enables a lot of connection. So if you've got a child that is struggling with bedtime or, let's say, struggling, really struggling to get into the cot, for example, you don't have to do that okay you have no transition into that sleep space you can cuddle and hold your child and connect with your child and be really close to them in the floor bed and then simply roll away from them that's one way to manage this um for those who perhaps don't want to uh, or don't need that and they don't need to get so close you can sit on the end of the floor bed and, and pop your little one down and hold their hand or whatever so it really just offers a lot a lot more flexibility and freedom into that kind of closeness and how you settle your child um is, is how I find it works in practice yeah definitely um, I also think it works really nicely if you've got a child that um you know a lot of families I work with for example they'll say I don't know um you know the child will only settle to sleep with one parent and the other parent is really struggling to kind of get involved is that this actually can really help with that because the other parent can come and lay with you in this floor bed situation and then you know, the parent that they usually want to hang off, for example, can kind of roll away as a child gently falls asleep and the other parent can stay and be with, with the little one. And then that can be a gradual process to moving, um, you know, falling to sleep with the other parent, for another example of how you can use it. Um, works really nicely for breastfeeding babies because you can just lay next to them and feed them. And then, you know, they can then again roll. Um, yeah, it can... <laughs> I just think it helps in a really gentle way to transition a baby away from co-sleeping as well. So apologies about that. My earphones died. We are talking about the benefits of bed sharing as floor beds. 
So yeah, so lots, lots of benefits of using a floor bed. Um, my first one I would say is that you can get really, really close to your child. So it's a great way to be able to kind of connect with them um, nicely as they fall asleep. And then really you can just roll away. I call it the hug and roll from like, you know, friends. Yeah. Friends fans on <laughs> It's a bit like that. And you don't have the bars of the cot between you and your little one. You also don't have the transition from arms into the cot or from however you're settling your baby into the cot. You can actually, you know, actually lay with them, feed them off to sleep if necessary, or whatever it is that you do, and then gently roll away. Yeah. It gives you a really nice way to do that. And it can make it a lot easier to kind of settle little ones. And then from that position, you're in a great place to kind of gently move away to the baby settling or child settling a bit more independently. Because again, there's no transition. And what I really like around this as well, I don't want to get kind of too um, boring with like the sciencey stuff of it, but a baby that is getting used to falling asleep gradually in that light sleep phase, in their own sleep space, generally is going to cope better as they go through those light sleep phases overnight as well. Yeah. Um, because they are falling asleep in their own bed, ultimately. Um, and with or without support, depending on where you're then at and, you know, and, and where you want to go so different parents will have different things they want to achieve some will be very happy to cuddle babies off to sleep and then roll away and that's fine and that works really well and, and the rest of the night kind of works out fine for them um, other parents may wish for their child to settle more independently and also yeah. down to your situation of the family and also down to the child as well and what they can kind of what they need um but yeah it works really nice like I said just to be able to kind of roll away from them like that it works really well as a um transition or a move on from co-sleeping as well in that respect yeah um and I think also as a really you know tired parent as well if your baby's really unsettled or cutting teeth or they perhaps you've just gone back to work and your child is struggling a bit with that separation is that you can give all of that support and actually still get some rest yourself yeah um, and you're not going backwards at all. I mean, I don't believe in going backwards anyway, but I know, for example, if you've spent a lot of time moving on from co-sleeping, just as an example, and your baby's settling in a cot, and then for whatever reason, perhaps they're going through a developmental leap, teething, whatever, you then go back to co-sleeping. Sometimes you then can feel like, oh, I've got to start that process again. Whereas with a floor bed, you don't have that because you just get into bed with them. <laughs> yeah. And you get some rest there and then let's say kind of roll away and then you just kind of move on gradually when, when you and the child are ready again. Yeah. Um, I love floor beds for napping. I think that's really, really helpful because again, you can just kind of snuggle up together. And also if you're tired, you can lay with your little one and get uh -huh. to sleep. Um, so, you know, this will can work its way on to kind of more independent naps, but it does work really nicely if you've got um, a very tired family and they're trying to get some longer naps maybe happening at certain times of the day. You can actually lay with your child in the floor bed and do that too. Um, yeah, and again, it works really well. It does work well with breastfeeding because you can lay next to your child and uh, breastfeed them off to sleep and then again roll away. Um, I'm just trying to think this. There's so many. I use, so I just, I don't know whether it's helpful or not, but from my own personal experience, I've had two babies that slept in a cot. Sorry, my dog is barking in the background. <laughs> Anybody who follows me though on Instagram will know that there's a lot of animals in my house. <laughs> That's kind of standard for here. Um, yeah, sorry. So uh, where was I? What was I saying? I was saying. Breastfeeding. Thank you. Breastfeeding. Yes, yeah, sorry. I was saying that two of my children slept in a cot. 
Um, and then to talk about, and then actually my, my youngest children, I just went straight into the doorway because it actually was a lot easier because I got more rest because yeah, she'd settle off to sleep and rolled away. Um, and my youngest, you know, she's now nine months and I'll do that and rolled away while she's still awake and she'll settle herself off there nicely. Um, so you don't have to do it with a view that you're going to be sleeping there the whole time. Um, but like I said, for a child that is struggling with that transition to the cot, I think rather than spending ages working with that, um, for them, like I said, to kind of eventually just climb out of it, this can yeah. be a great way to do it. And then it leads really nicely and naturally on to a toddler bed or, you know, a raised bed because the child is used to sleeping in that kind of space. Yeah. No, I agree with all of that of the things you've just said. Like, Care It Out is very much about connection and closeness. I do yeah. believe those two things are really, really important to yeah. uh, infant sleep. Yeah. Um, often there can be less upset with a full bed, and we know that sleep can only come from a place of them feeling safe, settled. If they're dysregulated in any way, sleep is very hard to come by. Sleep or sleep doesn't happen easily. So that mm-hmm. closeness and connection is really important. I tend to suggest using them if the little one is having problems. Like they're just finding that the transfer is tricky. I call it the transfer. But often, if we do away with that completely, which a floor bed does, because you can climb in and cuddle them or feed them, obviously in the bed, yep. it, it, they find it easy to settle. I love them for naps. They can often be, quite often I find um, the floor bed, it can be a compromise. And if you are having a floor bed for naps, they, you don't have to have that floor bed. Or you can have a floor bed for naps and then sleep somewhere else at night time. It yeah. doesn't have to be in the same place. So that can be a really nice compromise, especially for naps. Because I feel like I'm talking to the converted here, but <laughs> if you are, um, they find it tricky to nap because during the day there's less melatonin. It's harder to make changes to how they go down for their naps because of that. We don't have biology on our side, no melatonin during the day. Um, their, sleep, it's, it, their sleep is lighter during the day and it's harder. It's not impossible, but it is slightly tricky to make changes. Yeah. That can often be a really nice um, compromise. And I love the idea that you can just nap with them if you, if you need yeah. to. I think the biggest thing for me when I tend to recommend them or suggest a family consider a floor bed, I'd never t- as you know, I'd never tell a parent what they should be doing. It's a floor bed might be a consideration when they are, there's lots of wake-ups at night time and sometimes prioritising them waking up where they fell asleep. For some, can really, it makes such a big difference such a big difference yeah um, I, I often liken it to I, you know I think we've probably all done it you know if you go on holiday and you wake up and you're not in your bed and it, yeah. it's a really odd feeling and I think yeah. um you know if a child is getting very very used to falling asleep in a particular space or in arms and again it's not going to be every child but obviously yeah. we work with the families who are having difficulties we yeah don't see, we don't see the families who are having amazing sleep because <laughs> they yeah. don't need to um <laughs> You know, if they're getting very, very used to settling in arms or what have you, and then being transferred once they're into a deep sleep, as we know, the children, as they go through those light sleep cycles overnight, then that area can feel unfamiliar to them because they're not used to falling asleep in it. And I think that's sometimes when we see really regular wake-ups. Yeah, some really um, smalls will struggle with that. I think it's really important to know, I know you feel the same way. There's nothing ever negative. There's no right or wrong. Them needing you to fall asleep is never negative. It's no. just sometimes it just doesn't work and what we are both really passionate um about is parents finding something that works for them yeah i was then saying so um 
previously, I think it was before your headphones cut out though, but what can work out really nice with the floor bed is when families are struggling with a child that will only go to sleep with one parent. Yeah. Um, that I find this again offers quite a nice uh, a way of introducing the other parent because you can even lay as a family or, and then you can work very gradually with the other parent coming away. And then, the yeah. Um, yeah, and, and that can work really, really nicely again when you're kind yeah. of changing up things around bedtime. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm a huge fan, if I'm honest. I am, I am a really big fan, and they're not for everybody, but I do see them working really, really well with families generally. Yeah, me too, me too. And I really like, I've always been really passionate about if there are two parents, both parents being able to help with bedtime. I think it's really important that they've got that confidence there to do that. Yeah. So I love the idea that floor bed can help the parent to settle them to sleep as well and to some degree help with the wake ups at night time as well oh yeah definitely I think um when I'm working with uh, older children or older you know older babies or whatever who are looking to night wean or perhaps reduce um uh some night feeds for example if you've got a baby that's waking every 40 minutes and it's just you know that's not going to be sustainable for a family having a floor bed is a great compromise um, to be able to offer the closeness perhaps with another parent or, or with the, you know, the breastfeeding parent. Yeah. If the, if the family are breastfeeding, um, to be able to offer that closeness, but without having to uh, intervene as such with the child, you can offer that closeness, you can offer that support, but without having to maybe start rocking or, or doing something else. Do you know what I mean? You can be with your child in that yeah. space and can really connect with them, offer them, yeah. support, even if they're not very happy about it. You know, yeah. sometimes with you know old ones, they're going to be resistant because it's not perhaps what they're used to. But when you're making changes, that floor bed offers that space to be able to do that in a really, in a really calm way. And um, just thinking about how children will react a lot to how we're feeling as caregivers, uh, you know, hugely reactive um, to how we are. If we're lying in the floor bed with them, um, typically we can get ourselves more relaxed as well. You know, even if yeah. Like feeling a bit stressful if you're laying down you're going to be holding less tension yourself yeah so potentially as the parent you can kind of work on how your own body feels whilst you're soothing your child um yeah a bit better than you would if you were about sat upright or something yeah and it's uncomfortable sitting up, sitting up leaning over the top I don't yeah. know about anybody else but I'm really really short so yeah. when I was night nannying I had to little step because I couldn't <laughs> as well it's never a good combination short and oh, you just remind me of like a video I've seen I think where like a, a nanny does that and then like falls into the cot yeah it was just <laughs> ridiculous um, as well is with the floor beds it doesn't have to be a permanent solution as well sometimes families who are struggling perhaps with the cot transition or whatever will start with a floor bed and yeah. then things are getting more settled and they've kind of worked with what they want to they'll then put the the mattress or whatever back into a cot and that's fine because just to give an example, you could maybe start in the floor bed where you are laying next to your child fully for them to fall asleep. And then you could work with a gradual, you know, moving on from that that you're then rolling away as to, uh, you know, as they fall asleep to actually maybe sitting on the end of the floor bed and holding their hand. Um, and then eventually putting the cot mattress back into the cot and holding yeah. the child's hand in the cot. So there you can see a gradual progression should the floor bed not be a long-term thing for you. Um, you want your child into the cot but you can do that again using this and, and again you don't need to buy something separate you can literally just put the mattress on, mattress the, floor. on the floor yeah I really like that idea I call it a sleep stepping stone and yeah. I've had really great success with that with lots of families in practice it's worked yeah. really well they're also great when they're unwell yes yeah 
that's another never positive them being sick let's be honest it sucks for me to tell you that but they're a great way to be close to check in with them if they're unwell they need lots of support overnight time yeah. and they're also great for separation anxiety as well yeah yeah definitely and that. I think um I mean I'm kind of feeling it at the moment my my youngest is uh now 10 months but uh kind of just coming up to like nine months corrected she's a bit early so we are definitely going through like teething separation anxiety and typically as what happens down this stage sleep is a little bit all over the place some nights we get full night sleeps but on the nights where she is more unsettled it's so much easier for me to manage like this rather than going back and forth into a cot yeah. and her each time I'm finding this so much easier because on the nights I'm really tired I just lay next to and fall asleep yeah it can really help maximize adult yeah. sleep as well yeah yeah, that's one thing yeah. yeah. lots and lots of benefits I love it yeah floor bed benefits that's going to go on an insta post for that um that was really really helpful really helpful one question that comes up a lot is, won't they just out of bed and play in the middle of the night? This question comes up every time. So I'd really yeah. like to hear your take on this. So my feeling really is that if they're getting out of bed and playing in the middle of the night, there's kind of perhaps something else going on there as well that's not being dealt with. So if you're dealing, for example, with split nights or babies getting up in the middle of the night um, and not kind of tired enough to kind of settle back there, there's probably some real um sleep foundation stuff that needs to go on there so what we call like sleep hygiene so thinking about you know how do they know it's night time how do they know it's bedtime what else do you have in that area in that um in the floor bed or, or their sleep space which is going to help signal that it is night time i would also say don't start playing the game i would just lay next i would just lay in bed and wait for yeah. them to come back to you um and I know we're going to talk a little bit about safety, but really the worst that can happen if you make the safe space is that you're, you're the, sorry, yeah, the, the, hang on, the space safe, other way around, sorry, um, is that your child's just going to like curl up and, and fall asleep somewhere else on the floor, okay? Yeah. And lift them back into it. So I would say a bit like I would probably say to a family if they were settling in the cot, rather than kind of, you know, if the baby keeps standing up, I wouldn't be suggesting keep getting up, putting them down, getting them up, putting them down, because it becomes a bit of a game. Oh, yeah. I would say the same with the floor bed. I would say stay, stay where you are. But also, I think um, even before looking at that, I'd be looking at what else is going on. Is the child really ready for bed? Um, has the day sleep kind of been um, optimised so that you're kind of at the right place for your child to be going to bed? You know, are, yeah. they, are they wired and overtired? Or are they, um, you know, nicely wound down, ready for naps? Or are they just not tired enough because actually they were asleep, you know, quite yeah. recently? whatever is there anything else going on that you need to perhaps think about in terms of leading up to bedtime and that kind of thing yeah, um yeah. so yeah so that would be and i would probably be suggesting that if you were transitioning to a floor bed and then finding this that actually you would work with those things perhaps in the sleep space you've already been using perhaps if you're closely think first for a couple of weeks and then move into a different space um yeah right from there makes total sense and just to add to that that's great advice but just to add to that I'd always say that there is a possibility when they go transition into a floor bed or a toddler bed that they get up in the middle of the night and play and start moving around but it's I've never seen that happen in no I haven't I have not no I haven't either no I think gonna say as much as like people worry about it and we're discussing it I've actually never seen it happen. yeah no it very rarely happens because again I think it comes back to the benefits of the floor bed they find it easy to find sleep and I know some some um some some people listening their their smalls won't be giving them this impression 
they do want to sleep nicely at night time and once everything as you said their bedtime basics or their sleep hygiene is in place that sleep tends to come and as you so eloquently put it that if they are up in the middle of the night it is so so unlikely because of the floor bed it's yeah. usually because we need to look at other things are they getting not enough nap during the day too much yeah. nap during the day do we need to work on bedtime boundaries it's not them yeah. um moving around I think every parent has that worry that you're just going to find them in the middle of the night playing with their toys and roaming yeah. around the room but that's never happened no no possibility but never happened how can we make there's two things I want to discuss actually, last two things, is how can we make it the, the map the floor bed a safer sleep space? Okay, so really the same principles apply to anything that um, when it comes to safe sleep. So with um, a very you know young baby, you don't want duvets and pillows on there. Um, I often say to parents, you know, if you're going to be settling your baby, make it really nice and comfortable for you. But then when you roll away, you want to take those things away with you. OK, so if you've settled with a pillow, for example, with your baby, if if you're settling with them and you're staying there, you would go with the same co-sleeping principles. But with the assumption that you want your baby to be sleeping independently on the floor bed, anything that you've used um, to to get yourself comfortable you want to take away and then as your child grows um typically you know when they would have duvets and pillows as a toddler that's when you could introduce that to them there yeah so that's the actual sleep space itself obviously you want a nice sort of firm mattress um and you want to make sure that your floor bed um hasn't got any gaps around the outside of it where your little one could could wiggle down again very similar to any other kind of normal um sleep um safety concerns you don't want a gap between like the wall and the floor bed where your little one could roll off and, and get squished in there yeah um, so that's that's important in terms of the room itself you want to make sure that if you've got anything like bookcases or wardrobes that um, and, and ideally in a child's room they should be anywhere they are actually bolted to the wall so that if you are dealing um you know if you've got a toddler in there that they can't roll out or come out of the floor bed and then pull something like a bookcase over on themselves um the safety around your sockets the plug sockets you shouldn't actually put anything in the sockets themselves they should be safe and you know if you've got any concerns about that obviously you discuss with an electrician or anything to make sure that your sockets are safe for your child um or it might even be that you're able to somehow cover them it might be that you've got I don't know, a toy box or something that can sit over the over the sockets in the room so no kind of trailing wires um just have a look around really and think you know if I was a baby in this room is there anything I'm going to get myself caught up in yeah um, one of the things that sometimes uh, as if you have got a really early riser for example I'm talking about slightly older children here not babies so much so perhaps the safety issue people well you know, they, are, they are still concerned like I said about them um, making sure they can't pull things down on themselves whatever we could always have a little quiet corner in the room where there are some just chill toys so things like maybe some blocks and maybe some books or something so if you've got a really early riser floor beds can work really nicely because you might find that your toddler will just kind of go and explore that a little bit until you come back yeah <laughs> you know, until everybody's ready to get up for the day um one of the things I, if you're, especially if you're, if you're not on one level, you know, if you are upstairs, um, you might want to consider um, putting a, uh, a stair gate across the door for your yeah. child um, and then just sort of pushing the door to so that they obviously, you know, can't come out by themselves. Yeah. Um, so those kind of things, really. Yeah. Just, I think they're just really sensible. Just coming back to the duvet and pillows, SID's guidelines are no duvet and pillows under one. When you said young baby, I thought it'd be better to clarify that. So post, like after 12 months, they can have a duvet and pillow on a floor bed? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
um, like they would in a in a toddler bed or in their cot, really. In that, yeah, yeah, no, amazing. So, um, yeah, I, I suppose I count. I still count under one as a young baby. <laughs> <laughs> I still think like my mum's a young baby. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to be really clear on that. I'm up for anything as long as it is safe. Yeah, I'm safer. I think yeah. that's really important. And again, I think like most things, we're here to offer conversation, alternative to cot. And it's really important that parents do their own research and make sure they're completely happy with the choice that they make. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And like, you know, like you said, it's not for everybody, but um, for some people it could even be, like I say, a gentle transition to what their goal is, which might be back in the cot or whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. So Yeah, I think that's really important about the stair gate. Would you recommend stair gate? I've got mixed feelings about this, but what are your thoughts on having a stair gate across the door? Um, well, I think if you've got a child that can then open the door themselves and potentially get out, then I think that's going to be helpful. Do you know what I mean? Just in terms of the safety side of it. If you've got a baby that's not going to be doing that, then then no, I wouldn't probably put it across there. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. I feel the same. There was something else I was going to say, and it's completely gone through my mind. I think we've gone through everything. We've gone through what is a floor bed. It's literally a floor on the bed. A bed on the floor. What is a full bed? A bed on the floor. Who are they for? They're not for everybody. They're for all ages, all families. We've gone through the benefits, closeness, transfer, nice compromise, can help with independent naps, can help prioritise them waking up, can help breastfeeding and maximising parent sleep. Both parents are able to settle to sleep well. And then the safer things. I, I use. I tell my parents to get on the floor like get into the floor bed and have a yeah. look around yeah um and the only thing i'd like to add to the safety thing is just make sure like medicines no like bags that they can they can get hold of anything like that is up on a shelf they can't get to it and then just the um firm mattress does it still need to have a waterproof cover on it um well i depends if your child wet through their napping or not i suppose <laughs> But you know, like some parents put the um the waterproof that wouldn't make any difference. No, I don't think so. No, I think if you, you can get waterproof covers for mattresses, can't you? And I yeah. do that, you can do, but yeah, makes yeah. sense. And then duvet and pillows from 12 months old. I, I, I can't imagine like a little 12 month old having a duvet and a pillow, like they just seem massive. Oh, and on the word of the duvets, they're to be the, the size of the bed of the mattress, is that right? Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I would probably, I would probably stay with like a blanket or something. Do you know what I mean? Something that they can kind of pull off easily and things like that. And you can get them, um, you know, like the toddler size ones that fit the beds. But I would um, just be mindful of of like how the tog of your duvet and things like that is it suitable for the room? You don't want your child to get into yeah overheating. Yeah. But we are obviously at that point, we are talking about an older child by then. Do you know what I mean? We're not talking yeah, about that's very true. babies. So no, that's that, very that's true. going to be quite different anyway, because the child is going to be able to potentially pull it off, you know, and, and put it on as, as they wish as well as, as they're hot and cold. I mean, one of the things I often say with floor beds is I think people, you know, you, if I suggest a floor bed, sometimes you're like, whoa, that's really out there. And then when we look at actually what goes on worldwide, like we're the weird ones because yeah. we're the ones putting babies behind bars <laughs> you know whereas actually we know that the majority of, of, of 
of children um, and infants will sleep with parents and very close to their parents and then probably go into something very similar to this. Um, so, you know, if we're looking at it like that, it, it's not a weird thing. It's not a new thing. It's not a kind of, you know, crazy out there solution. Yeah. Uh, I think it's definitely something that we should see as more mainstream because we see how much it helps parents. And like I said, you know, I've had two, four children, two of them slept in cots and two of them slept in four beds. And actually, you know, in touch with, we've not really had any major sleep issues um, either way. But I would say as a parent, I have found the floor bed really, really helpful for, for varying reasons. Um, and, you know, not in the least because I do feel that it helps definitely with, with another parent settling as well and with central night weaning situations. Yeah. Just take any, I can go over them all again, look, I'll stop talking and rambling. But um, yeah, like I said, it's not a new thing. It's just perhaps something that we've not been seeing um, in this culture very much. And um, I think we're seeing it more and more, you know, Sean. We are. Yeah. There's a lot of families now yeah. in practice. Some babies just don't like that cot I'm not saying there's anything wrong there's nothing wrong with putting them into a cot I call it baby prison with my tongue in my cheek it's nothing like, uh, no, nothing like it. it if it works for them it works if it doesn't try yeah. something else yeah. I think like I say when you've got like anything like um separation anxiety that kind of stuff going on and this works really well the other thing just to touch on as well um you know we've mentioned about closeness and connection is that actually um, for some parents, it's it's not just about the baby, it's about them as well. So if you, let's say, for example, you've gone back to work or you're you know working long hours, that puddle on the floor of your baby as they fall asleep and as you relax, maybe the first time that you stop that day, and it might be the first time that you really just get to take in your child that day. Yeah. Um, or if you've you know you've got other children as well and you've got a little one that you've set like this, that might be the 10 minutes that you get just to soak in that little one, you know? And then, yeah. you, know, you, then you roll away. It's not necessarily you have to stay there until they're, until they're totally asleep. But I think it offers that lovely closeness and connection. And um, I, just, I just know like with, with um, my three-year-old, you know, often, you know, I will actually choose to still snuggle her up at night and sleep because it's just really nice because, you know, yeah. my 12-year-old won't let me near him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and actually, perhaps if I've had a difficult day with her or she's been unsettled and dysregulating all over the place, then that's our calm time together. And also, like I say, sometimes it's the first time you've maybe laid down or sat down that day and you can use that as a little bit of a refresh for yourself. So, yeah, it's good for parents too. <laughs> I really like that. It's an everything's a transaction. I really love that. And then finally, thank you. That's so helpful. I've learned something as I always do. And I'm sure listeners will find that really useful and um, really good resource, whether you're considering a full bed or you are using one. And yeah, where can people find you if they want to know more about you and your amazing work? Um, okay, so you can find me um, uh, by my website, which is uh, Um, You can find me on Instagram at nomilklikemummers and on Facebook also, where we have also got quite a, a large online forum of parents um, discussing all things kind of gentle sleep support and breastfeeding. Um, yeah, and you can email us at support at nomilklikemummers.co.uk as well, if you wish to kind of discuss any concerns or want to ask more about um, our consultations amazing and i'll put all of that if you want to get in touch with sean um i will put all of those things in the show links as well the show notes as well all of the links in the show notes super thank you and then final thing apart from thank you so much for coming on and talking to us if you if there's any resources you don't have to say them now 
seeing um, resources like online resources and websites that are particularly floor bed friendly, I'd great to send them over and I'll put them in yep, the show cool. notes as well. Yeah, we'll do, definitely. Super. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Sean. Thank you for having me. It's very exciting. You're very welcome. I hope you'll come back again. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Hope it wasn't too traumatic. No, no, not at all. <laughs> Earphones going off, dogs barking. <laughs> I'm just really grateful that the kids stayed quiet. <laughs> I'm amazed because we were talking for a long time before. We've, we've been on the phone for nearly three hours. I know, it's been fun. <laughs> it has been fun. It's been amazing. Thank you very much for coming on The Sleep Show and I'm sure you'll be back again soon. Thank you so much for listening to me, your host, Kerry Secker, on the Carry Out Sleep Show. I really hope you found this podcast episode reassuring, informative, but most importantly, it helps you and your small to a more settled night's sleep the caring way. If you did, please don't forget to subscribe to the show below, leave me some feedback or share it with a parent pal. I love hearing that you love listening. My next podcast episode will be available in two weeks time. But if you really can't wait that long, please come and find me over on Instagram at Care Out Sleep Consultant. I update my sleep squares and speak about sleep there on the daily. Big love and sleep solidarity. Until next time.